Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. The time is, uh, today is uh, 11.30, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready Noon PC has been conducting Zoom or conference calls from 2000, uh, uh, 2012 to current. For those people who have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please um, show your face and let uh, Leo or Gatri uh, uh, know so that we will try to pick your name over other people if you have never, never been asked question before though. Uh, hi Rahul, um, to give you a context regarding my issue, um, my previous employer has not paid my final pay by adding travel expense or reimbursement deductions. I've never used any sort of travel benefits from my employer before. And one month ago, they actually sent me an email saying that I need to pay them $30,000 for the use of extended benefits, immigration benefits, and I'm also back to them, which is not really clear. And after asking them about uh, the travel expense deduction in my in my final paycheck. They told me to refer to this email where they asked me for thirty thousand dollars, and also said that the the deduction in my paycheck is not related to travel expense, but in my paycheck it's clearly written as travel expense. Uh, I was also wondering about this because of the employer employment agreement that I signed uh, before mm-hmm. actually them, in which uh, it's in which it actually states that if I uh, leave prior to twelve months mm-hmm. after my employer has incurred expenses such as benefits or bonus that they've given to me. I've never took any bonus or benefits from them. Uh, mm-hmm. And also immigration and green card expenses. And, but mm-hmm. they only filed my perm case before I chose to leave them. And mm-hmm. they did not, uh, it did not progress after that. Uh, do you know if I have any legal options to get this resolved? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there is something called WH4 form. Mm-hmm. I'll try to give a link to you, okay? Okay. Um, fill the form out, tell him that, Pay them the travel expenditure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fill the form out. Okay. Okay. Tell them. Um, tell them. Fill the form out. Don't send it to the labor department. The company okay. might go bankrupt. Okay. Okay. And uh, tell them that if you don't pay the money, mm-hmm. I will send the form to the labor department. Okay. W- it's called WH four. WH four. Okay. Uh, uh, let me look into it. Yeah. This is when, you know, when they know that you know what they're doing. And what, do you mind giving the company name or is it, you don't want it, to give it? Yes, I will give the company name. It's uh, Systems Technology Group, STG. It's based in Michigan. Systems. Technology uh, Group. 
is it okay if I actually send them WH4 because uh, I'm just concerned about the employment agreement that I signed? Um, I don't know about, I don't look into the agreements though. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an agreements lawyer though, but uh, these people will be scared of if you send this one. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Okay then. Thank Next you. person, please. Anshush? Yes. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for taking this call. I have a question. My wife and I are on independent H-1B visas with our employers and mm -hmm. expecting to get laid off in three to six months, maybe even nine months. Now, given Both the, of you guys? Both of no, you guys? No, just me. Just me. Okay. Does your wife, does you have a wife has a 990, uh, um, does your wife has a um, I-140? Yes, both of us have our I-140s. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, given the H-4 EAD processing timelines, does it make sense to go ahead and apply for that right now uh, so that in six Absolutely. Absolutely, I will file it right now. There's no harm because after filing, you can continue working though. So absolutely, you can. If you're what interested if it gets in... Approved, what if it gets approved even before I am laid off and I have an H-1B parallel and they, they look at H-4 EAD and say, okay, well, they switch my status. Does no, they, they can switch, they can switch the status. They can absolutely switch the status. They can switch status from H-4? Yeah. yeah, you can, you can go to the company. I'm not on H-1B, I'm an H-4. You can do that. You can just give them the H-4 approval and EAD approval to could I just simply stay on H1 until they lay me off and then go on H1? If you want to do that, you can actually go outside the country. Let's say your H4 is approved today, okay? Yeah. You can go to Mexico and come back. It's called automatic revalidation. Okay? Okay. So you can switch the visas from H4 to H1, H4, H4 to H1, H4, H1 to H4 by going outside the country and coming back. It's called automatic revalidation. Um, my team is going to give a link of automatic revalidation. And if you want to use this for the H4 plus EAD, they're going to give an email for you to contact. Okay, so real quick on that. Uh, approval of H4 EAD does not automatically cancel my H1, right? It does not, but your status gets canceled though. That means that you're no longer on you're no longer on H1B, but your H1B is still valid if you just go outside the country and come back. <coughs> did you get the point? Yes, I think I did. I think there's a nuance there and you said you're gonna send me a link. I can mm -hmm. read that link and contact you guys. Um, the link is automatic revalidation though. There is no contact on that. Okay, automatic. The auto yeah, the automatic revalidation. Okay. In fact, uh, we're gonna to try to do a thing called Margarita. I call it as Margarita Visa. You can go drink a Margarita and change the visa status. You can go drink the Margarita and you change it again. And you have to go to Mexico to do that. Okay. Okay. That's called Makes automatic sense. revalidation. You may ask a question to me. I don't have the H4 stamping in my passport. How am I going to come back into the country? I already know that. That's the reason I'm telling you to go to Mexico, not to India. Okay. Okay. Noted. Thank you. I appreciate it. Next person, please. Abhishek Kumar. Uh, hey, hi, Rahul. I'm Abhishek. Yes, Abhishek. Uh, I, uh, my question is around my perm process. 
So my current mm-hmm. employer has filed my uh, PWD recently, mm-hmm. like on twenty third of August, and mm-hmm. my H1B max out uh, is is getting max out next year uh, in September twenty twenty two. So uh, I believe that in like in one year, I have one year in my hand now. Mm-hmm. So I believe like in one year I would not able to uh, file my one forty. Possible. Good possibility that you're contacting us right now. instead of contacting us at a later date though there are many different things that you can do mm-hmm. to prolong your stay on h1b here though okay um one is that do you have a passport stamping now uh my recent passport stamping got expired on 28th of august but i have okay. i797 uh, i know approved. i know i know so you can you can do one thing remember i was telling the other guy margarita visa right right if you go out to mexico and spend time there that will be deducted from your time and remember i told you that even if you don't have the passport visa you can still come back into the country so okay. that's only valid if you spend less than 30 days though so you can try to spend time outside the country and come back in you can do that either in canada or mexico okay okay but mexican visa is easy to get it okay and uh, my other question is like uh, if i find some other employer and if they can file my uh, because other employers have already pwd approved and the recruitment phase also has been you can uh, have both the employers file at the same time if you can okay but do i need to join the other employer technically not but if they want to force you they can okay yeah they are they are telling me that before filing i140 i have to join them well uh, yeah lot lot of people do it so that's up to you you can but if i don't join then it, it should not impact my i140 filing with the it, other it, it's their choice is right okay you are okay. working with this company for 6 years they never filed it this company okay. wants to file an i140 they can demand okay. it's their option you can't okay. say no i won't join you still file i'll put a gun on you are you going to put a gun on their head no you can't okay perfect next person please thank you so much deepa uh hi uh actually uh i have uh, i was in usa on h1b and uh, i was there for around 4 uh, years so i still have 2 uh, years and then i uh, i left us and i came to australia so i still have 2 uh, years left uh, for h1b and uh, currently i am in australia and uh, i have applied for my uh, australian citizenship so i want to know like uh, If I take my uh, citizenship, uh, will I lose my H one, or nope. I can uh, still come to USA? Uh, like you can still H1. come to USA and H one B. You mm-hmm. have two ways to come to H one B. One is lottery system, which you already know. If you do the lottery system, you are eligible for six years of H one B. If not, you can mm-hmm. go through the exception of the lottery, but you can only use the two years left over. Okay. but if i like uh, because if i take my australian citizenship i have to uh, like uh, i have to give my indian passport to them so will That's i fine. still uh, so that you will not be a, a, that will not be any effect ma'am the h1b okay. is given to a person by name deepa whether you oh. are changed multiple citizenship it doesn't matter uh, oh. it won't matter you're good so they will determine oh. based on the fingerprints are you the same deepa or somebody else okay okay if you are somebody okay. else of course they won't give it next person okay. please thank you so much raghupati uh hey thank you rakul 
Uh, I filed I-485 last year, October. Uh, me and my spouse got a biometric appointment, but my 12-year-old son didn't get it. Because you, your lawyer did not pay the money for the biometrics for your child. Yes. He did not forget it. You, they are not. They are exempt from the biometrics. Oh, okay. So will I be getting now, any? Uh, go ahead. No, you would not get anything for the two-year-old kid. You may ask a question. No, I filed the H-4. I took my two-year-old kid to the H-4 visa biometrics. Why are you telling? Well, that's a different rule. This is a different rule. Okay. Uh, I heard some of my neighbors went with their kids for the biometric. You uh, don't need it for under 14. Okay. You don't need it under 14. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you, Raghav. Hey, uh, I have a small question. Like uh, right now, I'm working a uh, remote work, uh, but my client is from uh, uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, so, uh, while doing work from home, do we still have to file H-1B appointments? Yes, sir. Okay, so like I have been, uh, I haven't, I don't know that, but I have working here from past two months. Uh, so will that be any impact? Like if I do the amendment right now or it's too late? Or you have to, uh, you have to check with your lawyer though. Okay. Okay. You definitely are not in a good position for it. Okay. I'm going to, uh, put a video of five minutes. I want you to watch that video. Okay. Okay. Sure. Next person, please. You need to unmute. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, yes sir. Um, I filed for a EBC. Uh, you filed for what? Uh, you're muted again, sir. Okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, I filed for a I I one forty downgrade uh, last year from EB two to EB three. Nice. Um, my EB, EB2 downgrade is Feb twenty twelve. Recently, I filed for I140 uh, premium processing. I got mm -hmm. a RFP. So I want to see if I can, uh, uh, as part of RFP reply, can I include my medicals and send it? Is it a worth taking chance? Did you say you got an RFP for what? Uh, for my premium I140 downgrade process. You can, you, can send it. you can send it, but I would request you, if you're sending the medical though, um, you're saying with the premium processing, are you speaking? Yeah. Or with the premium processing? Uh, for the RF, for premium processing, I got RFE. Now when I'm replying back to yeah, the RFE. Go ahead. Yeah, you can, you can, you can include that. Nothing wrong with it. But do one favor. When you get the medical records though, go with the doctors that can give four originals to you instead of one original, okay? Okay. Um, uh, anything specific? The reason? The reason is that sometimes after they receive it, they still ask for the RFP. Sometimes you get an interview and you you think so that you send this one and you go to the interview that you don't have it, they will issue an RFP at that time. That's the reason if you have four copies, you know, they're going to charge you $20, $30 extra for four copies. You might as well get it, right? So check with the law doctor if they would give multiple originals to you. Okay. But uh, since it has two months validity, if the interview doesn't come within two months, it's, again, I need... The two months validity is 
only if you are initially filing the 485 application, not afterwards. Oh, okay. okay. Next person, please. Priyanka. Uh, hi, Rahul. Good morning. Uh, I'm actually using my wife's Zoom uh, login, so uh, no I problem. Um, uh, I filed my H4 back in uh, March based on my wife's uh, H1B, and mm -hmm. my driver's license expires on 30th of September. Uh, my H4 has not been adjudicated. Uh, the last update on uh, my H4 is my fingerprints from May 12th. And since there has been no update, I just checked it this morning. Uh, what are my options? Is there, is there any way for me to renew my driver's license if I don't get my H4 approved before September 30th? Did you, you, you didn't file the 485 application, right? No. Yeah, each state has a different rule. Some of the states, for example, in Washington, D, Washington, you can extend it. Each state has a different rule, though. But okay. if your state says, and unless you have an approval, you can't get it, there's nothing we can do about it. Okay, so uh, so I'll just have to wait for the approval in this case. I'll, I live in That's right. Yeah, every state has a different rule. So it's best to just check with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rahul. Siddhan? Hey, Rahul, uh, quick question uh, from my side. Uh, I've got a biometric for myself, but I did not receive for my wife and my daughter. My daughter is turned 14 now. So what is your advice? Shall three of us should go for biometrics? Yeah, or... three, of you, three of you should go for biometrics. And then I should carry 485 copy, receipt copy, uh, three of us? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Anything else we need to carry out? Nothing. I ID, suppose. ID, okay. I did check with them for medical RFEs. They are not, they haven't sent it. Only thing is that they are sending biometric. Now, I already received my EAD and 140 is approved, so... Yeah, it's up to you if you want to send the medical though. Okay, sure, Rahul. Thank you. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. And sure. last year, because of my husband's job change, I had to send H4 and EAD applications, extension applications separately. And in this in the in this year, in the month of March, the case status on the EAD shows as RFE. But I have never received the RFE, and I've contacted USCIS many times, asking them to send an RFE notice, but there was no response from them. And now my H4 is approved, but EAD is in RFE state. So without knowing what the RFE is about, I mean, I don't know, because they are on their end, they are expecting the reply from my side. You have to contact the congressman. Other than Cong that, I can't. Congressman also, there was there was nothing much they could do. Uh, the only thing I can suggest is court litigation, if possible. That's one thing that you can do. If you want to, you can contact Stephen Brown in our office. Stephen Brown. Okay. Yeah. What is it about? I mean, what should I do? Court court litigation. You have to go to court. Court litigation. Okay. Is it advisable? But there is no other option. Okay. 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 Next person, please. Surendra. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Thanks again for everything you do. Um, I'm a December 2013 EB3 direct, so I'll be uh, current tomorrow. I have two questions. Do you expect uh, this focus on employment-based visas to continue in the new year, or do you think from October 1st, we're going to see a huge redu reduction in, in No, I do expect them to continue. Um, I look into some of these uh, articles that I'm reading outside too, um, where uh, a lot of these congressmen are making 
making big fuss about the delay though. Okay. Wait one second, who is this congressman? Um, and and, and uh, just for those people who have not written letters recently, guys, in the past one week, we have created a letter. We want you to write the letter, not the letter which Gayatri has sent. Um, uh, there is a new letter that we drafted. We want you to send it though. Um, but I see a lot of pressure from the, uh, I see a lot of pressure from the, uh, from the congressman. That's great to hear. So you think the pressure is going to keep going for the new year? Yes. And yeah, and yeah I, I think so. You guys are going to keep writing the letters. And the um, only other question I had was, uh, as long as I'm in, 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 in a chance that the appropriation bill goes through, because I'm current in September, would that mean I'm part of the 2021 green card quota or do they look for any other kind of criteria to be part of that quota? Um, do you mean to say that if the appropriations bill has the Meng's amendment, you mean yes, to say? Yes, yes, that's what I meant, correct. I think so. This year is over right now. So um, definitely this amendment will have a very significant impact on us, though. Um, for you, it may be beneficial, actually. I don't know, because you are current in September, right? So right. for you, Meng's amendment may come in starting from this year is already over. So maybe they will preserve the employment based and give it to the next year. Because the way the Ming's amendment is drafted is they're taking all the fa excess family immigration from past two years and give it back to the family. But how is it possible this year is already over? They already started giving the green cards for the base, base though. So most probably what will happen is that it may benefit you Ming's amendment mm -hmm. because they're going to preserve the numbers, right. but it won't benefit overall to the other people. Absolutely, I hope it doesn't pass, but if it does, I'm yeah, yeah. See... I mean, overall, overall, yeah, if not passing is better for you, definitely. Right, but if it's yeah. because I'm current, you're saying I will be part of the 2021 quota because I'm current in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be fine, but the rest of the people are not good. Okay, well, thank you again for everything you do. Thank you. Oh, now, make sure guys, everybody write this letter that has been given to you guys. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Rahul, I mean, uh, I joined my current employer sometime last year, uh, June, uh, and my priority date was January 10, 2018 uh, with EB3. Um, mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, my employer is yet to start my perm process, the current employer. Is it mandatory that my I-485 should be filed within 365 days? of date becoming current? And is there any options for me to stay with the current employer if they file the perm and I-140? Yeah, if they get a perm and I-140 approval, you will be able to port the date, even if it's more than one year and they can file the 485. Where it comes to the picture is that if the priority date has become, final action date has become current though, there is a chance they may only give you one year of H-1B approval. Oh, okay. But I can still uh, continue the with the extension. Put right? the date. Yeah. Put the date. I should be. If they, if they file my perm, perm, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Next person, please. Shana. Yes. In 2015, company A filed my perm and it got approved. Mm -hmm. But they file my N40, I move to company B in 2016. Did you said that they filed I-140? No, no, just the labor. Okay, keep going. Uh, and my 
I want uh, before they file I-140, I moved to Company B and they filed my green card. They started my green card process and both got approved, like government lab. Uh huh. And I-140. So I read somewhere that after approving the I-140 from Company B, I can retain that uh, lab date from Company A. Is that true? No, sir. The I-140 must have been approved for you to retain the date. You're telling that I-140 was never filed. It was never filed with company. Yet. No, you cannot retain it. Uh, if you go back to the company, if you go back to the company, they can file I-140, but for that also, they must have filed an I-140, not approved. Oh, okay. You told me very clearly the company A never, never filed an I-140. So no, sir, you you can't benefit with that anymore because labor certification expires in six months. Once the company files an I-140, it becomes perpetual. The same company can use it. Right now, you can't do anything about it. So I have to stick with the company B's Oh, You don't have much options, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Sai Pendela. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks a lot for helping us. Uh, my, um, I applied the EAD, uh, sorry, the uh, 485 downgrade from EB2 to EB3 last year, October. Uh, mm -hmm. So far, I have not gotten any updates. Uh, my application went to Texas Center. There's no biometrics, no change in my uh, any of the forms. Um, and I've already filed thrice so far my premium processing for I-150 downgrade and all three times it got rejected uh, for the TTA, nine, uh, the labor application, not at the mm -hmm. same service center. I waited 30 days, refiled again, but uh, no movement at all uh, in any of those. I even wrote letters to my congressman uh, with this number, but pretty much like no, nothing. Uh, um, so uh, if I want to change company now, uh, is, is, uh, you know, is, is that okay? Because it's been more no. than six months. Okay. Your I-140 is not approved. Now, is it technically possible for you to change the company? Yes. But I would not recommend because once, if there is an RFP, if the, they revoke the I-140, you are in big danger. Okay. Um, I would not advise you to change the company until I-140 is approved. Okay. So let's say if my I-140 is approved, um, then if I change, like where, where should the new company start from? Because my EAD and AP are still not you know, processed. Oh, if the, if, if the I-140 is approved though, you can uh, have them file the H-1B and file a 485J supplement, both of them. But you don't have to file the labor and I-140 for sure. Okay. Um, so what happens to the EADAP uh, applications if I change? Uh, oh, it will be adjudicated. They... It will be adjudicated. Okay. The EAD and AP is for you, not to your company. I-140 is for your company. Adjustment of status is for you, not to your company. EAD okay. and AP is yours, not companies. Company cannot do anything. So, for okay. example, we represent companies and the company cannot tell us to withdraw the 485 EAD and advanced parole. They can tell us to withdraw the I-140. Yeah, we will just tell you guys, hey, go somewhere else, buddy. Here is your I-1485 application, go somewhere else. But the I-140 belongs to the company. So you, you will be safe once I-140 is approved. Next person, please. Thank you. Thanks, Rahul. Vivek? Yeah, hi, Rahul. Thanks for everything, what you do. Uh, so, my question, my question here is like uh, I filed uh, my EB3 downgrade last year, October 30th, uh, mm -hmm. and like third, third time, luckily they approved my premium. Uh, last week I got my EAD 765 advanced payroll approved, but my wife's still pending. Like, 
uh, is like I heard like both should get approved at the same time, or it's not a rule. It's there is no rule that both have to be approved at the same time. Um, they're they're in a haste of adjudicating the 485 application. Officers that have never handled the 485 have never known what employment-based immigration is. They're handling it. So that's where we see all these problems. But yeah, there is no rule that says that both of them have to be approved on the same day. Okay, but yeah, because like our H1 is expiring on December 31st and we are deciding not to renew it. So hope they get approved by December 31st. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. I mean, you still have about four months left or three months left. It should be approved. Maybe your green card will be approved by the time. That time, okay. And one last question. Uh, like now, I, I can go alone to India on advanced payroll and come back, right? Without that NIE, I have here. Uh, and that's uh, fine. No, you, you are subject to the NIE in the advanced parole. Uh, the way the, the NIE is written is a little bit confusing there. So people got confused. No, you are subject to, you'll have to spend 15 days outside. Do you have children born in USA? Yes. Oh, then you're exempt. Okay, then I'm exempt from NIE, right? Yeah, you okay. just take the birth certificate with you. Okay, I can go alone and come, right? That's it. No you can go alone. Yeah, no okay. need to take your wife with you. No need to take All children. Right. Thank you. No, absolutely not. Just make sure you have the birth certificate wherever you go. Okay, thank you so much. Rahul. Next person. Train the telephone, sir. Hi, Rahul. How are you? Yes. Uh, uh, thank you for your service. And then the sure. question is, uh, I've come uh, on a company A to US on 23rd, May 2018. Mm -hmm. in, in May of 2018, and then I only got visa for H-1B for one year, and mm -hmm. then uh, I had to apply for extension. Yeah, I applied for extension with company A, and then it got rejected. Mm -hmm. uh, but I joined again. I filed uh, another H-1B extension with company B, and then it got approved. And then ever since, from uh, 90. When September, you file the extension with company B. Did you file before the I-94 expired with company or after I-94 expired? You after. said that company company A's H-1B was only valid for one year. After. But that, that gap was around like uh, seven to 10 days, I believe, yeah, around 10 days. So when you got the company B's H-1B approval, you got the I-94 with it or you did not get the I-94 with it? I got it. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so now I'm planning to go to India. So I'm I'm, I'm filing my, I'm filling the DS-160. So there are like two questions. One, one where it says, was your most recent visa in the same class for which you are applying lost, stolen, yeah. or canceled? So I, I'm saying no for that. Mm -hmm. And then the other question is, have you ever been refused a H-1B temporary worker visa no, before? That's, uh, that, that they're speaking about visa. They're not speaking about the H-1B approval here, 797. Okay, okay. So okay. They, they're also, I say no, right? Yeah, because... that's right. Visa is when you go for stamping. Okay, okay. So they're asking okay. like, when you go to interview, was that rejected or not? That is, that is right. Okay, and then the other one is lost, stolen or canceled is like nothing has been done. No. No, so for, for, for both the questions, when I say no, I am eligible for Dropbox. Okay, that sounds good then. Yeah. Next person. It's showing up in the pop-up. Yeah, but, but are you eligible for NIE? Yes, uh, I work for Verizon. So it comes <laughs> What up. does that mean? Verizon doesn't come under it. There is nothing like a blanket approval for Verizon. 
no it comes that. under uh, te- telecommunications uh, sector yeah but they can or cannot there is a discretion they can or cannot give it to you. Okay. and they won't give it to you in the drop box they will ask you to come for the interview and then then you have to take the letter to the interview though there are very less chances that they will give it to you in the drop box itself or oh, even though you get eligible for drop box they might ask you to come for an interview that, right that will happen 98% of the time and then the interview might be 3 months or 4 months you never know hmm. okay and then it's not blanket that verizon is a telecommunication company infrastructural company they are going to just blanketly do it well whether your work is involved in it also they will have to look into it so it will be case by case it's not all verizon people got their approval though next person please okay thank you deepika hi rahul thank you so i'll take the next service. one caller after deepika go ahead deepika uh hi hi rahul sure and uh, actually like uh, we mahasan was working for company a and our priority days were uh, date is jan 2011 and mm-hmm. uh, he moved to company b in 2018 and when our date became current in 2020 we came back to company a and initially company uh, a when we moved to company b they have withdrawn our 140 uh, so when we came back we asked the attorney to file the 140 ead ap everything but uh, they missed to file the 140 they were oh, saying our 140 is active no you will for it will be denied seriously actually we paid we paid the money they took out the application after a couple of months like december right, they right filed i i got your point i got the point the question is that the i i see that case the i for it was automatically denied you can still file the i140 and 485 again but you yeah, cannot rely filed, yeah like in the month of march they said like they came back saying that you will get some money refunded then we asked why we get the refund and they were telling your i140 was asked you so we didn't apply 140 wait ma'am wait ma'am right now i am not here to earn money for you okay what the best solution right now is to file an i140 and 485 yeah we have filed the 140 again uh, and uh, we also applied in premium like reported to eb3 but still our date is current in both eb2 and eb3 did you did we, not did you file the 485 again No, we didn't file the four eighty five, but should. we filed the one forty six approval. You should file four eighty five. Why did not you file the four eighty five? And our lawyer is saying that uh, they said uh, when we applied for premium one forty premium, they said like uh, they are going to do the interfiling. That means attach this one forty. No, you cannot. The... You cannot interfile. You cannot interfile. This is the way you speak Telugu. Yeah, I speak Telugu. Pancha pandu lanta mante manchangko levelle mukguranitle rondu petingata. so everything what you're doing is wrong the reason is that main reason why i suggest you to file a 485 is you are not eligible for 485 in october of 2020 you know that because you don't have an i140 pending you don't have an i140 approval you didn't file an i140 along with the 485 application you filed it later on so you are not eligible for it at that time you can't be eligible at a later date so you can't do interfiling so forget about the money right now the best thing for you is to uh, once you get the i140 is to file a for it for application if you want to use our services you can use it but of course you get you have to get the company's permission to do that okay sure thank you all 
I'll take the next one caller, but if you have any questions, guys, please post it in the chat and then I will try to answer as many as possible. If they are Can single line answers. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, yeah. Thank you for taking uh, time out for sure. us. Uh, sure. My query is, uh, I was with company A and I was in US. I got it, uh, my visa transferred and I've joined my new employer. And while this was happening, uh, my wife and uh, my daughter, uh, they were in India. So now uh, they got the NIE and they are traveling this weekend. Uh, now my question is uh, on the port of entry. Uh, so which employer details should they show? Uh, because they, they have the last stamping. Uh, when is the stamping? When is the stamping expiring? Uh, February 2022. Okay. They don't need to show any H-1B there. Send them the H-1B approval with your current company. Send them the pay steps with your current company. Tell them not to show anything. Okay? okay. Let them just come in. Okay? Once they come in, you file the H-4 extensions for them. Okay. Now, the concept that you change the company, will it have any impact on their entry into the United States? Even though you're not working for the company that has the H-4 for them, the answer is no. H-4 is given to them on the condition that you are the husband and dad. You still are the husband and dad and you, you just have to maintain the H-1B. So technically not a problem. By providing an H-1B, the officer get confused. Why are you providing H-1B? This is not even yours, it's somebody else. They won't understand it. Let them just enter though. Now, if they found out that the company has withdrawn the H-1B and ask question, hey, how come your H-1B is withdrawn? Then she can say, my husband is working for a different company. But still the husband is the same, has not changed. So you, she will not have any problem whatsoever at all in entering into the country. So uh, sometimes the, uh, the, the port of entry actually asks for the you know, employer details. So she should share the latest details or- if they, are, if they ask, then you share. Otherwise don't share. Okay, and if uh, they ask for uh, I-797, should she provide the latest everything? Yes, yes. That's the reason I told you, 797 pay steps. Tell her not to show, only if they ask, you show. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let me go through these questions, guys. I'm trying to look into... Does the H4, H4 can be approved for only two days? Uh, and if it's approved for the previous period, yeah, unless there is another H4 application, you would be considered to be out of status. Can I submit, um, can I submit um, medicals two times? Absolutely, you can. No problem with it. My H1 is going to expire next August and my company is going to file form next month. Is there any condition that we cannot apply PERM within 365 days? You can definitely apply within 365 days, but it's always like a danger if you come to that thing. That's the reason why people advise you to file way before one year period left out. But it's not mandatory that you cannot file it. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, uh, it's just a recommendation by the people though. 
one second let me look into the chat people are sending chat privately to me please send it to me uh, in the group chat guys uh, because let me go through send it to me to everybody or not just to me uh, let me look into the other questions prior date is 2014 expecting it to be current of course uh, downgrade EB2, EB2 to EB3 in 2020 approved biometrics done will in October 2020 will the final action date will be current for March 2014 very good chance for it very good chance for it People are sending it to a different messages to then my message guys. Okay. Um, what is the I one forty processing time for EB one C? Well, it's taking um, anywhere between six months to two years for EB one C. There's no premium processing for EB one C. Uh, this guy, uh, Salman, has a question with regards to the J1 waiver, and uh, and he never got the waiver in his hand. Will this be an issue of 485? I'm not expecting. Salman, do one thing. Go to FOIA USCIS, file the request for the J1 waiver file. They will give it to you. It will take about three weeks. Um, I will send you that request to you, FOIA USCIS. You can do that. You should do that. And it's free. It's online. Um and it takes only 10 minutes for you to do it. Uh, go ahead, file it, and they will take three weeks to four weeks to give that information to you. So please, uh, second. I'll send it to... to Gayatri so that she can send it to you. Uh, my daughter, um, uh, F1 is still pending since January, and we filed from the last week due to current, of course, under EB3. And she is reaching 21 and 17 November, but I-140 and EB3 is still pending. Do we need to take care of anything for her? One thing um, is that right now, um, she's reaching a November 2021. She doesn't have to file a B2 application. That's number one. Um, the I-140 is not approved. If the final action date is current, uh, Mr. Ponama, uh, uh, you need to file a premium processing. You need to, because she's not locked yet. The way you lock her age is that the I-140 is approved and the final action date is correct. Which one takes hard stop to stop working? ERD validity date or H4 and date? This question is from Hari then it is going to be H4 EAD. You cannot continue working after the H4 EAD is um, validity is over. Um, Kapil Swami said he didn't receive the receipt notice for the GCEAD. Um, there's no way, I mean, you can go online and print that and use this as a GCEAD. Other thing is you can file a freedom of information online, the link that I gave it to you. That's a second way of doing it. Also, I want you to check to make sure that the address is proper on yours. Um, I want you to, uh, to make sure that uh, you call them up and check the address. So sometimes it, they may have an old address, they may have a wrong address. 
wanted to check with them. Uh, thank you guys for coming in the next conference call will be tomorrow. Don't forget that we do have a Facebook and YouTube live for one hour. We answer questions from five to six. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.